Reading from the Forest podcast, where I delve into the world of Forest School with the intention of decoding it for parents and those new to the movement. I'm your host, Mark, the founder of EcoEd Forest School, and it's great to have you along. If you wish to access any of the show notes, you will find them in the description below. In this episode, I focus on the risk of avoiding risky play in childhood. Hey everyone, it can be downright terrifying as a parent at times to watch your child become so engrossed in risky play, right? You want to step in, don't you? You want to protect them at all costs, don't you? You want to keep them from hurt, don't you? Now in past episodes, I have spoke a great deal about the benefit of risky play, but in this episode, I'm going to flip that on its head by looking at what happens if you prevent your child from taking part in risky play. So what happens if you prevent this? It is certainly possible to let childhood go by without these types of experiences. Keeping our children indoors on even terrain for most of their childhood might keep them from having some scrapes and some bruises. But quite simply though, your valiant valiant efforts to keep your child free from any bodily harm in the short term can lead to some significant consequences in the long term, both physically and mentally. Let's be blunt right now. A risk-free childhood doesn't provide children with the physical and mental feedback they need for proper growth and development, so normal child development is harmed. In the long term, they will become more clumsy and much more prone to accidents due to a lack of development in many of their bodily systems, but crucially, in this speak at least, their proprioceptive system. Additionally, their bodies won't have experienced the ligament stretching and bone strengthening it needs in this early development phase. Both of these things can lead to significant injury of your child. More worrying still is that risky play deprivation can also contribute to a fear, discomfort and dislike of the environment reduced sense of personal control and emotions, an increased social isolation, and a reduction in their happiness, all of which is associated with anxiety in childhood. Children naturally want to challenge their bodies. Challenge is integral to their development. As physical movements grow more complex, so do the connections within their brains. This innate drive to move in different ways actually makes your child smarter. There are occasions though children are unsuccessful when taking risks to learn about their abilities, which may lead to minor injuries such as cuts and bruises. It takes time for a child to master risks and succeed at these new challenges. But by the very nature of risky play, the opportunity of injury is increased if play is mismanaged or ill-judged. However, minor injury holds developmental benefit for young learners. Through facing adversity of failure, children build hardiness, self-reliance, self-motivation and emotional competency, benefiting them into their futures. This said, children are often able to self-regulate risk so that it is appropriate to their age and their abilities. If you hadn't noticed, children are smart. They don't want to get hurt. They wish to avoid pain, like all of us, I suppose. It's all about allowing risk but minimising the harm and maximising the learning potential. When given a chance, without interference, children can appropriately manage their risk every single 
time. Research shows us this. If we learn that we fall when we do a certain movement with our body, then we can adjust so we don't fall the next time. In order to keep our children the safest, we need to let them experience reasonable risks on a regular basis over a prolonged period of time as they grow. Their development is far too complex for us to orchestrate, but their little bodies know what comes next. It becomes way more tricky for them to manage when adults interfere though, whether they be placing a child into a risky situation such as into a tree they want to climb or by prohibiting risky play children are then unable to test and become familiar with its possibilities, their own limits and abilities. They will then one day go ahead and try it in a way that lacks judgment, practice and knowing which may end quite possibly in avoidable errors. All we need to do is to place them in the right environment and the best environment for childhood growth and development is unequivocally the great outdoors. Now you may ask me why. The simple answer is that nature helps immensely with slow incremental risk chances. A great example to illustrate what I mean by this is that our youngest children can't climb the tallest trees as the tree's branches are out of reach from little legs. However, longer legs and stronger muscles of older children are able to take on this challenge following several years of incremental practice in other ways and as they grow. These children will begin by starting on a small fallen log perhaps, then moving on to something more difficult to balance on like a rope tied between two trees. Initially, they might ask for a finger or a hand to hold, but eventually they conquer this new set of movements without any help and then progress onto something more difficult and begin the journey once again. It may terrify us seeing them up a tree or using sharp tools or play fighting, but they know what's too far out of their reach and ultimately what's not, and it is an essential in their development. Now, I always encourage parents to help risky play, but through constructive words and modelling of how they would do it. This way, you will be able to keep your child safe by guidance alone. Now, you may not be confident in helping your child's risky play, and this is more than okay. I would first encourage you to listen to another episode I did called Five Tips for Parents to Make Permitting Risky Play a Little Bit Easier. If this still, then, isn't your cup of tea, but you now understand how important risky play is in your child's development, I would encourage you to find your closest forest school. Research has actually shown parents feel much more confident with their child taking risks at forest school than anywhere else due to its structured environment and specialist adult in the forest school leader. At forest school, their risk is managed by a special risk benefit analysis I believe is unique to the movement. Here, the forest school leader will take all known or potential play activities that hold risk within them and draft up an assessment of what the risks are, how they're going to lessen the risk and what the benefits are to your child by doing that particular risky play choice. Not only this, but the leader is always on hand to constructively support and guide your child to take appropriate risks for their age and stage and to manage their own risk appraisal. Teaching key life skills so you don't have to. To find your local forest school, I'd highly recommend checking out Little Green Explorers. You're just one session away.
Thank you so much for listening to Leading from the Forest. To find out about EcoEd Forest School, please visit the website at www.ecoedforestschool.co.uk. I've been your host, Mark. This has been Leading from the Forest. Have the most amazing rest of your day and I look forward to joining you again very soon.